Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Wood Chat, a Forest and Wood Products Australia podcast. I'm Georgia. And I'm Sam. And in this episode, we're taking a look at one specific approach to enhancing the Australian forestry industry's sustainability credentials. That's right. Just like every other sector, the forest and wood products industry's efforts to protect our natural environment are becoming ever more critical to ensuring things like public support, market access and investor confidence. Around the world, an increasing number of industries and organisations are turning to something known as natural capital accounting in an effort to demonstrate and improve their efforts around environmental stewardship. And that's not the only reason this approach could signal great news for the industry. Over and above the environmental benefits, natural capital accounting has the potential to yield increased profitability in forestry. So what exactly is meant by the concept of natural capital accounting and what does it involve? You'll hear from Rain Vandenberg, Chief Financial Officer at Forico, a little later in this episode, as she shares details of the organisation's own efforts in this area. But here's a little snippet from my chat with her, during which she gives a description of the concept. Natural capital is essentially all the, I think of it, all the transactions, all the assets and services that we get from nature. So whether that is providing fibre, which we, we know well in our forestry industry, or it's food or energy, even things like leisure and fun, temperature control, pollination or water filtration. So all these things that essentially nature gives us. The extension of that, the natural capital accounting part of that, is essentially taking all these assets and services and documenting our transactions and how we interact with those as a business. So I think about it as essentially recording what we what we depend on nature and what our impacts are. So essentially if we're giving something back into the landscape or to the society, that's almost like a revenue. And then if we're equally if we're taking something away, we're emitting carbon into the atmosphere, that would be seen as a as a cost to yeah. the natural capital balance sheet. And you'll hear more from my chat with Rain about exactly how Forico has been utilising the concept of natural capital accounting to improve its own practices, as well as providing a test case for other industry adopters to learn from. But first, we're going to focus on FWPA's commitment to supporting research in this space, which has been looking to determine how these principles can best be applied in forestry. The latest example of this commitment is an FWPA commissioned report, which lays out a series of sample ecosystem accounts for use by the forestry industry, specifically relating to the Green Triangle area of Australia. Georgia spoke to Dr Anthony O'Grady, Senior Principal Research Scientist at the CSIRO, which led this research to find out more. By measuring and tracking natural capital inputs into production, you start to build up a, a more complete picture of what it takes to produce what it is you're producing, and in this case, this is going to be wood fibre largely, and it's tracking those transactions and, and it actually starts to say, well, you know, you're using X amount of water, you're using 
these soil resources, you know, let's 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 account for and value those inputs into the production system. Does this relationship between decisions you make today and the impact that they might have on the availability of those resources in the future play into it? Is there an element of resource conservation to this? Yeah, you know, growing a forest, you, you have dependencies on those inputs. Um, so you, you obviously need water for trees to grow and things like that. But you're, you can also have impacts on those. So, you know, some of your production systems might degrade that, that very water that you're dependent on. So you're starting to think through, well, what is my relationship with, with natural capital? How do I use it? And, and you touched on it exactly, right? Part of that is ensuring a sustainable production system is going to have ongoing access to those resources and, and quite often they're contested resources so you, you can start to get a bit of a, a risk profile around some of the dependencies on that natural capital you can also then start to think through well, what are my impacts am i degrading my natural capital and so there's that conservation perspective to it as well so you know how do i how do i manage this resource so that it's available in perpetuity into the future. Could you explain how natural capital accounting fits more broadly into the environmental, social and governance landscape? Yeah, so if you think about things like the um, SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals or the Global Reporting Initiative, um, you know, there's there's a broad range of these sustainability type of frameworks out there now um, and it speaks to that expectation from society and, and stakeholders in society that we understand there are, there are issues, the, the, the world faces some big challenges and it's an expectation that people are managing those resources sustainably. And so, you know, if you think about all those different frameworks, that, that's really what they're at, right? They're going, you know, how do we, how do we get organisations to report better on what their um, potential impacts are? But I think natural capital accounting can do more than just be a sustainability framework. The added advantage of, of doing natural capital accounting is you're collecting information that can help you run your business better. And so could you give me an overview of the work that's been happening in the Green Triangle? Okay, so the Green Triangle work was part of a broader program of work that we're doing across the primary industries. And um, what, we, what we set out to do is um, test existing concepts that are, that are being used for national scale environmental accounting at an enterprise scale. So there's been, you know, for, for a long time now, countries have been developing what they call environmental and economic accounts using, um, I suppose, an international standard, for want of a better word, the system of environmental and economic accounting. So that's a, a UN framework. We specifically set up to, to answer the question, well, even though it's largely designed to do national scale accounts, the sorts of things that a country might report to the UN could use those same accounting rules and principles at an enterprise scale to start to build up a story of your dependencies and impacts on on natural capital. And, and we specifically chose three primary industry case studies. And so the Green Triangle was was one of those. So it was, it was around looking at the natural capital inputs into, into a forestry enterprise, but we also looked at cotton and fisheries. And just to try to understand how, how hard is this? Is this something that an industry could do or does it require significant investment? You know, is there is there a lot of upskilling that re, that's required? What are the data requirements? Is this something that's within reach of an organisation that has a different scale of capacity to do the sort of detailed spatial accounting that's required. And why the Green Triangle specifically? Green Triangle is, is a you know, really important forestry region in Australia. A long history, lots of different enterprises working within the region and you know, and, and organisations that want to tell that story of how they're, they're managing those resources sustainably. What were some of the main findings? 
it is very data intensive. One, one of the things we actually did set out to test was, was with how far can you get down this journey with what is largely publicly available data? And so what I was really happy with was that you can actually get a long way down this pathway with, with data that's already in the public domain. Now, as a forestry organisation that's collecting their own data, to build a more sort of complete story around their natural capital. You're not going to have to necessarily reinvent the wheel or, or put lots of effort. Interesting. Okay. So it's putting to use all of the data that companies would likely be collecting day-to-day for other purposes. Yeah. Forestry in particular is, 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 this, is the sort of industry that's well-placed to do this sort of work. Got a strong background in collection and curation of spatial data. And so... I suppose my key take-home message was it's, it's actually relatively doable and just requires investment in capacity building within the industry itself. So the main outcomes of this work would be the development of example natural capital accounts and making them available as a tool for industry to use in support of their own efforts in this area. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we, we didn't develop the accounting principles ourselves. Like we've gone, well, here's an international standard. And the industry was particularly interested in, in that application of that inter- international standard. How feasible is it to apply this at, a, at an enterprise scale? And, you know, that we're also starting to try to unpick, well, what do people want to see out of these accounts and how are they going to use them? And to me, in many respects, a lot of our work is going, well, yeah, okay, we, we've done that. We can, we've shown that you can do it. But, you know, we're also a, a big science organisation, lots of strong technical capability to pull these together. And so a lot of our thinking through the project moved from something which is very technically orientated to, well, what's the value add here? How, do, how does this help? an organisation capture the opportunities that are coming down the pipeline. And it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all, but the accounting principles themselves are, are relatively transferable. What we've put a lot of effort into in the last few years is developing the frameworks for how you're going to report this information and what it means and the sort of templates and how all these different terms and reporting frameworks fit together, I think will be really useful for the industry. We're developing a bit of a handbook, how you might do it. Are there any examples that you could share with our listeners that demonstrate how effective natural capital accounting can be of benefit to the forestry industry? Forestry is one of its, I suppose, storylines is that, you know, it's a a natural capital solution. It can tackle problems like carbon in in the atmosphere, provides water filtration services for for clean water, can, can support and enhance biodiversity and so and for, from forestry's perspective you know they want to be positioning themselves to start to take take advantage of some of the opportunities that are coming down the pipeline whether that's you know being an attractive investment to growing pool of impact investors a lot of investing now is is taking a much broader and demanding a lot more information on the uh, sustainability of enterprises and so natural capital accounting is sort of helping to make that information more accessible to to those types of investors there's the low-hanging fruit in terms of getting payments for environmental services and whether that's carbon sequestration or biodiversity outcomes or water filtration services and but they're quite complex markets and still emerging and you know there's a, a fair bit of maturing that needs to occur yeah you know one, one of the things that I'm quite passionate about is if you start to draw a picture of what those inputs are into your business and how they're tracking through time that should start to reduce your risk into the longer term. Um, I think there's a real opportunity here to be better managers of those inputs and make that business more sustainable through that management. I know that you mentioned this work was about taking something that's 
traditionally been used on a national country-wide scale and seeing if it can be applied at enterprise level. Is that something that has been achieved elsewhere around the world or is this research the first of its kind? I think Australia has been a bit of a leader in, in, in this, particularly in forestry. Private enterprises going beyond the certification type sustainability mantra to being more accountable for their environmental performance and, and trying to understand what, what benefits that natural capital is producing for the business and for broader society. I think that is quite innovative. I'm not aware of too many examples that have to have tried it. That's really great to hear that Australian forestry has been leading the way on this. And so where to from here? Where do you foresee the future lies for Australian forestry and natural capital accounting? To some extent, that will be driven by the market itself. From from my personal perspective, we'll have been successful if, if, if this is a normal part of business. And what will make that a normal part of business is not just an expectation that they have to do it, that the forestry industry sees this as best practice and as something that, w- that they want to do to be better stewards of that natural capital. So I think what we'll go through, um, getting back to your question then, is a, a period of organisations putting their toe in the water and trying to get a bit of an understanding of what what is all this natural capital, how do we use it, what's in it for us type thing. What you'll see is a few leaders trial it and test it and there's a good opportunity for the industry here to work together to do this because a lot of the inputs will be the same, start to harmonise sort of data collection across across the industry itself so that they all can start to report in a, in a coherent way on their, on their use and their impacts on, on, on natural capital. Forico is changing the game in Australian forestry by committing to the development and publication of an annual natural capital report relating to its own activities. Essentially, Forico has emerged as one of those industry-leading early adopters of this approach that Anthony mentioned in his interview. In 2021, for the second year running, Forico's robust methodology placed a dollar value on the ecological assets under its custodianship. As mentioned earlier in this episode, I spoke to Rain Vandenberg, Chief Financial Officer at Forico, to find out more about this initiative. Forico, having about 76,000 hectares of our estate as natural forest, um, we were looking to try and understand what was actually in that estate, what were the values, what was the biodiversity. Whilst we could measure the number of litres and we've got hectares and we had tonnes of carbon that had been sequestered. We had all these metrics. We had no clear way of trying to report those to our stakeholders, which has led us down the path of essentially looking at the natural capital protocol. And it's focusing on trying to get people to think about natural capital in a business decision-making framework. And that really resonated with me personally and with the team here at Forico to essentially take all these measures and all this data that we naturally collect as foresters and business people and trying to translate that into something that would be really meaningful. And that's where we are now. We uh, we got quite inventive, put a bit of creativity into our report. And what makes our report quite different to anything else in the world at the moment, we believe, is we took it one step further, that we actually presented it so it looked and felt like a financial annual report. That was quite deliberate because we wanted people to be able to put this natural capital report and its value aside a financial report 
and then be able to make relative decisions around the importance of both of those when yeah. we're making decision making. And what are the benefits of having all of this information captured in this way? I suppose what we've found is when you put a value onto something and it's a relative value, you've got that common monetary value, you can have a different conversation with investors and stakeholders around yeah. the relative importance of something. At the end of the day, it didn't really matter what that value was. It was about saying this is just as important as a profit and and a normal traditional balance sheet. And conservatively speaking, it found that the natural capital that was under our custodianship as foresters and estate owners was up to 10 times more than what would be on a traditional balance sheet. So all of a sudden, you're changing the dialogue around what we should be prioritising. And what sort of decisions then does having that information at your fingertips help Forico to to make? Yeah, I suppose one of the the most obvious ones is in relation to carbon. And this is where forestry has got such a powerful story to share with Australia and, and with, you know, the society and communities in which we operate. It's this carbon sequestration story. And I have to admit, when we first started out, we didn't know what that number was. But what this report can clearly show people is that we're net positive, that what we're essentially taking out of the atmosphere and sequestering is essentially more than what we do when we harvest or emit during our supply chain. So that bottom number really helps us to engage with our stakeholders and then equally understanding that changes that we make to our forward harvest profile or the type of species we're having, the rotation length, et cetera, can change what that carbon sequestration looks like in the years ahead as well. So, you know, we're now looking, you know, Forico and the Tasmanian Forest Trust has traditionally been a short rotation eucalypt estate. We're now looking at longer rotation and what that impact will be on carbon sequestration. I suppose the most important thing is if we want businesses and capital markets to provide the solution to climate change and biodiversity loss, we have to give them the right information. And that comes down to be able to tell really clearly where the value is, what, what, where are we being positive, where are we being negative, what's our impacts of dependencies, and being able to present that in a really clear way from year to year. Equally, to then use what is recorded in that report to see if we can monetize those benefits. So that means finding alternative income streams outside of the forestry estate, not just in biomass provisioning, but is it, you know, getting carbon units? Is it having a biodiversity credit? Is it changing that narrative around how, as custodians of the landscape, we're managing that in a really sustainable way? And so what would you say that you kind of foresee the next steps when it comes to forestry specifically and natural capital accounting? Do you think that this is the sort of thing that we're likely to see more and more of amongst other forestry organisations? Yeah, so I already know that there's other forestry industries really looking at this report and, and are already on their own natural capital journeys, which I find really exciting. Sustainability is not a competitive advantage in my mind. It's something that we're only as good as the collective conversation that we're having as an industry around sustainability. So the more people and more industries, particularly in forestry, that are showing this transparency, I think can only be positive for the whole industry and our social licence. You know, it's not just forestry. You know, we've had lots of interest from other land users, um, you know, in agriculture, 
I know the beef and cotton industry are looking at these reports as well, saying this is an amazing way to talk about how our landscape can be part of the solution to climate change and biodiversity loss. Globally, the Capitals Coalition in, the, in Europe and the UK have actually come out and said this is one of the best examples that they've got at the moment. So there's lots of work happening and momentum happening right around the world. We're really pleased that our natural capital report is now used as a case study in international training sessions that are helping people in India and Indonesia and, and Europe to build their own natural capital reports. And uh, that's what it's all about when we decided to make it public. Another really promising initiative there, particularly as the ability to demonstrate an approach to the use and management of natural capital will almost certainly become ever more important for businesses moving forward as scrutiny from investors and society at large increases around environmental practices. Yes, meaning lots more work of this nature to come, we hope. And that's just about it for another episode of Woodchat. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll hope you'll join us again next time. 